0: Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing News for accredited investors. Check out the video webinar version of this episode on our YouTube channel or visit simplepassivecashflow.com slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the Simple Passive Cash Flow podcast on your favorite podcast player welcome to another episode of real estate investing news for accredited investors check out the video webinar version of this episode on our youtube channel or visit slash investor letter and check out our sister podcast by searching for the simple passive cash flow podcast on your favorite podcast player All right, everybody. This is October, 2020 monthly market update. You guys can find past reports at simple slash investor letter, but let's get going here. We always start off with a little bit of a free Easter egg giveaway. And this month we've actually got two of them. So I created a right, simplified version of the miracle morning for real estate investors, which you guys can go and uh, it's a quick PDF download. Change Your Mornings and Achieve Your Goals. It's a quick read. Uh, to get this, email me at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. And also, you guys can get a downloadable return on equity tracker. So like, this is what I talk about a lot as one of the most common mistakes real estate investors make, where they buy and they never sell. Well, I'm not saying you should sell, but you definitely should be either doing a refinance or a HELOC at least to be pruning that equity off, because if you've seen it with turnkey rentals. You can make 30% pretty easily in your first year, but that eventually tails off as your your property gets more and more paid off. Your appreciated property appreciates. The money you make sort of stays the same. Rents typically increase a little bit, but they generally stay the same. But the deployable equity, the denominator, the question of the equation rate increases. So this makes your return on equity goes down. Sophisticated investors always re-leverage their equity. So to keep this return on equity high. Of course, let's not be a bonehead, we have to look at our cash flow levels. But this spreadsheet allows you to figure out where is your lazy equity. You can go and get it at simplepassivecashflow.com/roe. So here we are. If you guys want to join our community, go to our Facebook group. And you can check us out on I do these slides in the YouTube channel. And also, this is recorded for podcasts for uh, again, it's full passive cash flow podcast, been doing it since 2016. So first starting off, a little bit of a teaching point this month is uh people have been looking at refinancing a lot lately, all-time lows. And people are always always asking, should I get a refinance? But we're always remember, like the lenders are always pushing you to get a refinance and it may not make sense for you. Yeah, it may, they may call it a no fee refinance, but all they're doing is they're increasing the, the rate a little bit to kind of hide those fees. So the suit investors know that you need to take into account your rate and fee and see if it makes sense. There's always a crossover point. You need to figure out what that crossover point is. But here's on the screen. Here's some rules of thumb on a six percent, five percent mortgage, and what the payment will be, how much you will save. Um, yeah, use that return on equity spreadsheet a lot to figure out. Maybe you might want to just dump the asset and sell it and buy two to ten more houses or three more syndication deals, creating a like a lot more, maybe three times your cash flow at that point. Certainly, uh, multiplying your return on equity. Now we're gonna get into the monthly report this month. Some general thoughts on the economy, Some takeaways here this past month. Encouraging signs of GDP growth. You're seeing some splurge spending, which is pent up demand. Uh, this is what I think is gonna be happening in 2021. I'm generally uh, pretty bullish, I think. People who have got good jobs are looking to spend some money next year, get the heck of out of their house. Of course, and you know, a lot of people are struggling But uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, right? Like you either have the haves or have nots kind of a situation here. Um, And then the pandemic definitely uh, progressed that forward. And different asset classes getting impacted very, very differently. And we'll go into this this report. We'll also have, uh, I'm gonna be doing a little bit of a breakdown for different asset classes, like office space, mobile home parks, retail, uh, multifamily, of course. And when um, we're talking about the real estate uh, sector, and you have different asset classes. And within each of those sub-asset classes, are well as sub-asset classes where you're ca- talking about different types of office or different types of areas, different types of A class, B class, and break it down from there. So a lot of news articles, they are very broad right because most people don't dig into this stuff but my hope is to educate you guys to a point where you can kind of read between the lines and be still with the nuances at the very least we're not just going to read the headline right i'm gonna always i'm getting into a point of reading the whole article and picking out the the one line in that article that's really important that maybe may or may not align with the headline the clickbait one of the the uh quotes that came out of the, the itr report that i you not know, refer to a lot is if you wait for the macro economy to enter a full-fledged recovery, you will fall behind the curve. And the ITA report is a paid report that I pay for. And it is uh, one of those that I think is a great resource. If you guys are looking to get away from the mainstream media, which I think is a lot of garbage, that's something to, to go and subscribe to. Also, the, the Richard Duncan is another great resource. And you guys can learn more about that one in simplepassandcassero.com slash Duncan. But a bunch of threats to watch like the onset of the flu season, month to month momentum in total retail sales, what's the Fed's doing, oil prices. And the thing I've, al- I've always watched is US intermodal rail traffic because I worked for one of the four major railroads for about seven years. They are definitely a leading indicator of in what goods and services, like what goods, goods are, are being moved on the rails, especially the raw materials like the lumber. They, they're a precursor to when the, the, the raw materials need to be first before it gets put into service several months later. So there's some jitters there in the first half of September, uncertainty regarding unemployment benefits as the next stimulus fund is working on its way through the system. There's always going to be risks, right? I mean, how else do you get people to watch the news? If there were no risks, nobody would ever watch news and you wouldn't have any advertisers on there. But from my syndicator point of view, talking to some of my peers, you hear a lot of rumblings about stimulus burning off. I would say we're we're not too concerned about that, especially if you're in a good, stable market, certainly away from the states. We were much more worried about the April, May, 2020 collections, first the first stage of the COVID coming out, how that was going to happen. Pulling up the Yardi Matrix, one of the great data sources out there, in their August 2020 report, they showed that multifamily rents increased by a dollar in August over year over year basis national rates declined by 0.3% and whenever you read this you got to take it with a grain of salt right like they're combining markets that I would never invest in well I'm going to say never but markets like San Francisco Seattle New York the lifestyle asset class continues to be hit the hardest and like so asset class is the, the luxury stuff again stuff we don't invest in we invest in what, what they call it, Renter by necessity. So, that is as the name implies, you're renting because you need to, because you can't afford anything else. So, that's what we like to invest in to provide good quality housing for those folks. So, they held up well since the beginning of the pandemic, since we already report with only eight of the top 30 market experienced negative rent growth in August. And also, the Bay Area is dying. I think a lot of people are running over to the Sacramento part of the Bay, so you're seeing some uptick in prices there. But yeah, people have finally got the, great, the that great second reason to get the heck out of this this the overpriced city of San Francisco and the Bay Area. Again, the first was just generally it was too expensive, but now close quarters and a lot of social events are happening it, it doesn't make any sense. Why stay? And why? They have, a lot of the tech employers there are allowing their employees to go to sometimes even the next summer to work remotely. Now, I will caveat saying that not all offices are out of business. Maybe look at all of the, the places that aren't tech hubs where you can re- remote work. You know, you're seeing that a lot of those events kind of kind of straight kind of strong. And I think all of us agree when maybe not us listening, but definitely amongst our peers, there's varying levels of productivity i think generally we would say that yeah the office is not going away but let's start at the top multi-family since that's usually the feeder that everybody starts up with a single family home so they typically move to multifamily. not saying multi-family is the best asset class but it is a great starting point and that is where we will begin business now reports that class b assets are the sweet spot in multi-family right now and They are citing the showcase in resiliency during an economic downturn. RE Business Online reports from Marcus and Millinchap that multifamily fundamentals regress as government assistance waves. It's a kind of a Gloomish type of headline article, but hey, I actually read the thing here and I pulled out this where they're saying July 2020. Available supply dropped to the lowest point since 1982, meaning not everyone wanted to make the leap into home ownership can do so. So a lot of people with the rates low, we saw we did see a lot of in our more higher end apartments, people opting to go and buy a, park, uh, buy a place to live in and moved out. So we had a little bit of turnover for that. Uh, obviously that's not happening in the B class and the C class type of stuff, more in the B plus A minus type of stuff. But getting back to the article, for this reason, Marcus and millichap believes Class A garden style suburban rentals with larger square footage and ample outdoor space will benefit in the future. RA Business also reports that US economy adds 1.4 million jobs in August. And now unemployment rates return to single digits. So I think we had like Negative. Yeah, I mean, it was just a bloodbath in March and April, which made sense because we shut down the, the country. But it does seem like we are coming back. Unemployment rate dropped from ten percent, ten point two percent to eight percent last month. Commercial property executive reports, and now we're starting to go into some different asset classes, right? So you can see how things are recovering amongst different asset classes, and you as an investor takes this into account. I take the standpoint of. I'd like to be diversified in all asset classes for at least being able to learn and to know what deals to go into so that when, when the world eventually changes every three years, we kind of move from that one asset class to another. So, Blackstone, which is that big um, fund out there and which I call smart money, they just bought almost like half a billion dollars of local home park assets. So uh they're a buyer of mobile home parks. Probably because mobile home parks, if you've ever been to mm. uh to uh, one, they're not trailer parks, right? They're these are pretty nice places to live. They they they're cheaper um and they are good for people who enjoy their space, right? So they're very pandemic friendly. Dallas developer from the Business Journal reports that the pandemic has slowed demand for luxury high rise apartments. Most of us will say, yeah, no, mom, no duck. <laughs> Commercial property executive, now we're talking about office space here, recreating the office for an foreseeable future. So, talking about some trends that you're seeing in office. I think a lot of us, especially, uh, it seems like a big part of my community lives in the West Coast, and we're predominantly seeing what's happening in San Francisco, Seattle, you just got to remember that those are predominantly tech type of um, industry that are using that office, which is not the case in the rest of the country. So some office space needs to be decreased, they say in this article, but some firms are and I quote: twice as much space for social distancing is being used. So a firm will double down. There's maybe somebody went out of business, not using a space, so they they are requiring more space that so they can adequately equip their employees with the space needed to socially distance. I would say a lot of other places, other than tech hubs, are realizing that they're employees are pretty really useless when they stay at home and they play with their cat all day long while they're supposed to be doing work. Definitely, uh, talking to another recent investor saying, brought up another point that we don't have that mentorship. You don't have that, that transmission of knowledge from senior employees down to junior employees. I mean, just imagine if you were coming out of college and your first day at the job was, well, back at your house, that ain't good at all. I think this whole trend is pretty temporary. But I also have the five where, where are they building stuff, right? So Manhattan, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles, Washington, DC is where the new inventory is happening. Here are where your tech, your we call them the Zoom communities because of the reliance on Zoom or just working from home. Starting at the top, San Jose, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, Denver, Salt Lake, Seattle, Portland, Sacramento all those are West Coast tech hub cities. And not until we get to the eighth or ninth position do we see Boston, Austin, Washington, DC, New York, Phoenix, Minneapolis, Saint Paul. So what we're seeing in these, those are the top areas where most people are telecommuting. Um, again, you don't, a lot of tech hubs again, just pointing that out. Multi-housing news reports, American landmark Denzer begins orlando developments so now we're talking about hotel stuff like tourism type of stuff so i don't know too much about hotels and leisure and like the high-end stuff like that one i i know that it's very it does really well at good times people were flying high with their short-term rentals but depending where you are you could be shut down another Uh, Article with Blackstone, right? The smart money guys. So, Black's Wall Street Journal reports that Blackstone is ready to lend after raising record property debt fund. So, they are ready to get after it, which shows the smart money is acquiring. I mean, Blackstone, they just bought that half a billion dollars of a whole whole Now they're loading up to people going after more properties. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, right? Why is the smart money doing this? But why is everybody having the same line of, Oh, I want to see how I want to see a vaccine first, or I'm uncertain, or I want to see who wins the election. Just making the observation, commercial property executive reports that mall giant, giant strikes a $80 million deal for J C Penney. The Simon group, the mall is buying JCPenney and most of us, Know that J.C. Penney isn't the cleanest place to shop, and I don't. I'm not a big fan of commercial retail storefront type of stuff, or certainly not malls. I think that they are slowly going away. I don't think e-commerce is here to take them out in the next five years, but I think it's a a lowering trend. It's just like I don't think people are going to use ATMs anymore. I just generally don't agree with that, that kind of usage. Um, but i like this this article was cool because it's like people make make money real investors invest when there's blood in the streets and who would have thought buying a jc pen right but i i hope simon does really good with it right i mean that's people talk a lot about like all these guys not paying taxes well they're the guys who invested the year or two before i put in when they put in extra funds to be able to deduct in the next tax year, right? They kind of deserve the tax funds because they're the ones putting the reinvestment when most of the country are just sitting around waiting. A couple articles here on a couple asset classes, we don't talk about too much. Senior housing, REITs take stock amongst added turbulence. Not things aren't going too well in senior housing because if you have a senior housing, you're probably stricken with operational costs, having to wash things every 50 seconds or I don't know, whatever, right? I mean, there's just more operational costs. And people think, people ask me all the time what I think about assisted living. I think it's great, Silverwave is coming, but it's not a real estate investment, it's a business. It's no different than investing in a a Burger King or some other franchise. I kind of stay out of that type of stuff, operational businesses. Prefer apartment communities exit student housing markets. So you have a big week trying to unload some of their apartment committees for student housing. And again, student housing, I never liked it. I just never really liked catering to one little full for such as students. I would, I prefer to go after workforce housing because that's the largest competition. So the message here is to stick to the basics. And uh, the last asset class I'm kind of talking about today is if you've been watching like a lot of tv maybe you've been seeing the new dave and busters commercial which i think is probably my pick of the year for best advertisements on tv but they have this like asian girl who is a really good actor she portrays herself as having a very low self-esteem so she does that dance dance revolution game every time she does a great step she's like it goes like, perfect perfect which um makes you kind of want to go to Dave and & Buster's and play around and play some video games but apparently they're spending all that money on advertising to get me to do that because Dave & Buster's reports 85% drop in 40 revenue flirts with bankruptcy. <laughs> So I don't know, maybe the, the advertisement's just uh, a last-ditch effort or maybe it's just a really good commercial and it got my attention. For those of you guys listening, watching on the YouTube channel, I have a 3D map from HowMuch.net of the U.S. cities with the highest economic output. And it's kind of a cool 3D map with a bunch of cones and each cone represents how much money is being generated there. And uh, of course, New York, Boston are kind of the financial centers. But uh, some of the surprising ones, well, Chicago's there too, Los Angeles is there too. I think surprisingly is uh, San Francisco is really not that big. it's only half of uh, 549 billion where Los Angeles is $1 trillion. Houston is half a billion dollars and Dallas is half a billion dollars, which is equivalent of San Francisco. Not not saying that these are you know the places you want to invest, but sometimes you just have to look where the money is going. Housing Wire reports that the Fed expects low rates to through the year 2023. And I think we've seen pretty much rock bottom rates for the last almost like five, six months now. So they released a statement Wednesday, uh, where all 17 members of the FOMAC, which stands for the Federal Open Market Committee, they said that they expect to keep the central bank's bank benchmark rate near zero at least next year, and 13 estimated it would stay there through 2023. A little bit of a pop culture here, so Ti the rapper, I think he went to jail for a little bit, a few years back, but now he's back out and he's urging people to ditch the out of Cartier watches and Louis Vuitton sway to buy property instead. Now, I don't know if he's talking about like real estate for rentals or just buying it, but we were, he's saying we were, actually he has a kind of a cool voice, so I'm gonna tell it in my TI voice. We were just in a studio having discussion. I just felt the need to, actually, that's not very good. So it says that it's just need to share it. He says in the clip, all y'all getting that money from the government, ain't no more Cartier's and ain't no Louis Vuitton's. You got to get some property, please. Please, y'all, go get some property. So listen to TI, get some property, lower interest rates. You guys are looking for your first rental property? Turnkey rental, remote rentals. We got the group for that. That's the Remote Investor Incubator, and you can also check out the e-course. So you just want to study alone, I guess. slash incubator And if you guys are more of a credit investor, want to build your network with other credit investors to stay close to the in-crowd, to know who to work with, what to do, how do you do your taxes go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash journey and apply for our group there. The proceeding offers general personal finance information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor's situation is unique. Always seek the services of professional tax and legal advisors before relying on any information you take your in. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk.